Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. And I, I harvested the first batch of my homegrown radish and broccoli sprouts this morning how were they uh they tasted really good and really strong uh i hope what do you mean strong well like the flavor like they're both i guess both radish and broccoli sprouts have like pretty strong flavors and i think these homemade ones are even stronger than like the ones that i buy at the farmer's market they feel they they just taste very potent wow in i guess a good way i mean i haven't I haven't gotten food poisoning from it yet. It's been uh, an hour since I ate lunch. So I don't think I don't think you're gonna get food poisoning. I well, it's it's such an involved well, not really. It's sort of an involved process in the sense that like you're constantly so you buy these jars. Uh, they're basically just regular mason jars, and they have um, like mesh on the top uh, instead of a regular cap, so so you know air can circulate in and out. And so you basically you like soak the sprouts for a while and then you drain them and then you and then you just change the water and drain them like uh, three times a day for about five days. Okay. Uh, and so I guess the point of changing the water is so like, you know, bacteria and stuff doesn't grow. So I yeah. think I, I did it enough. I mean, it doesn't I didn't I don't see any mold. It doesn't smell bad, uh, but I'm just sort of I don't know. I'm just sort of putting myself in God's hands with if these sprouts aren't honestly I think it's I do now real sorry I'm as we have this conversation I just realized that I had to skip my new my hunger delivery otherwise I was gonna get charged oh shit you're skipping Uh, it this week what you're skipping it this week yeah I'm gonna skip it this week because I have so much and I Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna eat it all probably 
Um, but yeah, I still have a a bean and cheese quesadilla and like a turkey meatloaf in there that I have to cook. So sounds tasty. Yeah. But um I do know regarding the sprouts, yes, vegetarians can get food poisoning from sprouts and broccoli. Yeah. Uh, those green, I mean, I think that like, that's more sort of the industrial, uh, bagged lettuces and stuff are notorious for. Oh, e. right. Coli. And there's like E. coli in the spinach and stuff. But so I don't think, I don't think I'm in danger of something that serious with the sprouts. Uh, no. and I also put them on John's sandwich this morning that I packed him for work. So if you know, <laughs> we're in this together, if we both <laughs> die, yeah, at the same time. yeah, that's. always a good always a good way to go uh yeah we're both in this together yes but yeah i don't know if i mean they taste good but it's a lot it's a lot of like labor to save eight dollars a week so i'm not sure well i mean that's kind of how it goes like that's what we pay for I mean, we're all just paying to like cut down on our own labor. That is true. That is um, that is what a uh, society is. Is uh, you know, people do different tasks for you, and we you crack the code, folks. <laughs> in harmony, that is what society is. You At pay the... people to do stuff that you don't want to do yourself, and then you do stuff they don't want to do. So they give you money that you can use, and on and on. <laughs> the cycle on goes on. on. I do have a choice of two different sprouts, guys, at the Outwater Village Farmers Market. Capitalism. And I actually, I went, I was, I was Parked going it. to one forever, and then the I realized the other one was like way cheaper, and I just totally, like, about a month ago, I just like switched sprouts, guys. Wow. Willy nilly, and um, I haven't gotten any blowback yet, but I never know. You think it might be canceled by the first sprouts guy? I do like put my head down and like walk by his stand pretty quickly, like on the way to the other guy's stand because I don't. Why is why is the other guy so much cheaper though? I does I it don't make know. you a little scared? Th- no, no, actually, I think that the it, well, it's it's interesting. So the one guy, the first guy I was going to, he's just I think he's just a one man band, um, very like no frills. He's just like a regular dude with like a baseball cap. Um, and he has like his sprouts. And so I just assumed his was like the cheaper because it just looked sort of ramshackle. And then the other one is, um, well, I think it's Warache farms or something. It's a more like, it's a bigger deal. It's like, there's always a bigger line. The guy is like this, like hipstery, like he has this like wide brimmed sun hat, like huge glasses. They also sell like weird mushrooms and microgreens. And it just seemed like that one would be more expensive. So I yeah. just, I just like went to the cheap, the, what I thought was a cheaper guy. But then one week I like got my sprouts and he weighed them and he said that it was $20. <laughs> I was like, wow. I cannot spend $20 on sprouts. So I went the next week, I went to the other guy and I got what I felt was like pretty much the same amount of sprouts and he charged me $8. So then since then, I haven't been back to the first guy. But are you sure? Was it the same weight or was it just like, or are you eyeballing it? I mean, I'm eyeballing it, but like, I pretty much eat the same amount of sprouts every day. So like, I don't Mm -hmm. think it was that big of a disparity. Maybe he like fucked up with the scale that one time. Cause every time before it had been like eight to $10 and that one time it was 20. So maybe it was like, he just like fucked up the scale that week or something. I don't know. 
Um, but now I'm going to have to walk by both of them with my head down if I'm continuing to like make my own sprouts. And I didn't even want to no, ask him. I think him, you can walk in with your head held high. I mean, I feel like if you beat the system, you beat the system and like that's on them. I mean, like the sprouts game is a, you know, it's a difficult business. That's why if it was easy, everybody would do everyone it. Everyone would do it. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's very cutthroat business here in the 90039. Uh, um, I don't know. I feel like with a product that's that easy to make on your own. And that annoying to have to go to the farmer's market to buy every week. I do feel like, you know, it's high risk. Yeah. Well, I, I could also, you know, buy them at the grocery store for half the price, but they just, they don't taste like nothing. And I'm assuming that I'm not getting the same nutritional benefits from them. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You're probably not. So, yeah. So, I don't know. So, I did that. I got my... um my crown in my tooth no one can see it besides you but i have a full set of chompers okay looking good no space nice brian honestly i never noticed a space before but i mean it was like a back molar so it was i it was sort of something that i knew but no i mean unless i really smiled wide i don't think anyone would have noticed but it's i mean i'm glad you got that taken care of and i really can't believe how long this whole ordeal has taken i feel like this took a year it honestly did almost take a year because i remember when i first went to my old dentist with that tooth pain um and my the gum was swelling and and everything it was March because I was driving to the Indian Wells tennis tournament and well, it's December now. So it's been a nine, let's say a nine month saga, two different dentists, an oral surgeon, a periodontist, a root canal specialist. I mean, I've seen them all. Wow. I actually have dental insurance and I never go because I'm just used to not having it. You know what I mean? It's like, I forget that I have it, Yeah, but I, I mean, really need to go to the dentist because it's been a really long time. And every time I go, they're like, you are the most fucked up person I've ever met. How are you still alive? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, okay, well, it's going to be like $4,000. And I'm like, eh, maybe next time. And then I just leave and everything continues to be fine. The problem with dental insurance is they all suck and you do get your free cleanings or whatever, but anything besides that, you're basically just like paying out of pocket, even if you have yeah. uh, insurance. I would say go because you're probably going to have to do a deep gum cleaning, and that's yeah, going to be like really six. Bad. It's going to be like six hundred dollars. But then if you then if you go every six months after that, it'll be like a while before you have to do one of those again. That's just my lay. Oh, you know advice. what? The last time I think I did it. I had some sort of cavity or something. I went to some, I can't remember. It was like in the middle of the pandemic. I went to this dentist and they wanted to do some sort of deep cleaning thing on me. And I fucked up and missed the appointment. And then they tried to charge me $200. We got in a huge fight about it. And then they ended up not charging me the $200, but I obviously could never go back there. So then I had to go to this other dental surgeon in Beverly Hills and he charged me, I mean, I can't remember what I had done. I mean, I just don't even know, but it cost like $2,000 oh and that's I had to be put under. And I just remember that I paid extra 
to like also get a B9 IV while I was, while I was, or B12 or whatever. I think it was B12, like while I was sedated, he was like, you know, we have these IVs you can get to. And I was like, all right, sign me up. So wow. that was like the Beverly Hills one. Um, but yeah, that was the last time I went to the dentist and that was like, um, definitely in 2020. So that's not good because it's almost 2024. That is not good. Well, I mean, you know, if you, if your teeth aren't hurting and your gums aren't like bleeding and there's not like abscesses and stuff, I feel like you're, you're, you're doing pretty well. I know, but although my gums are bleeding, so I gotta go. Uh, Well, luckily you live in one of the dental dentists, dentist capitals of the world. Yeah. The one thing that I do, I think that the, I, I don't know. I don't want to get canceled. I do feel like the food in New York is not where I think it was like 10 or 15 years ago. Personally, Cause I left and they were like, we don't really need to try were, this hard anymore. Exactly. They were like time to make, put LA on the map, but I do think that the medical industry in New York is head and shoulders above LA. Mm. And like every doctor you go to is like a genius who will do who will stop at nothing to heal you and i think that alone makes it you know worth it yeah yeah you want to feel safe and comfortable and that you're in good hands uh when you get yeah, but maybe i just jinxed it by saying that do you have do you have like a, a doctor and stuff in new york that you like i don't have, have like a regular doctor i went to um like an urgent care and I was shocked at how good they were I was okay. like you are because the urgent care is in LA they're like literally I don't even think they're real doctors they're like junior college students who are like majoring in biology and they're like all right I'll figure it out and they have no idea what to do and they are all insane and dumb and you leave feeling like absolutely nothing happened and when I was at Kaiser I used to have to go to the doctor like 15 fucking times to get them to like try to help me and everyone was like they were like can't we just do this over the phone don't worry about it it was insanity and then in new york i feel like the i've called like um i've done some like whatever they're called like you know telemeta health whatever teledoc whatever and then went to that that urgent care and they have all been like incredible like they seem like they know what they're talking about they take you seriously they listen to you like it's totally different it's totally different and these are like not like fancy doctors like it was some like urgent care clinic you know yeah yeah. the like teledoc person from my health insurance it was crazy uh i've only done urgent care once and it was over the phone and it was just to get um a prescription for that covid medicine what's the one that everyone was getting oh paxlovid paxlovid yeah because my i called my regular doctor and they're they were like it's faster if you just go through urgent care so like okay mm. uh but knock on wood i say emergency room or nothing like if you know well i was really sick and I wanted to, I had a really bad cold, but I didn't know what it was. I was like, it wasn't, um, 
it wasn't COVID, but it was like a really bad flu and it wasn't getting better. And it was like five days in. And I was like, I'm just going to go and find yeah, out. No, that's this woman was like, we're going to test you for everything. She's like, I'll test you for COVID again. We test for RS, like every fucking thing in the world. I was like, I thought that I had like a bronchial infection or something. She tested for literally everything. They did an x-ray. Like they did everything. And I'm telling you, like at Kaiser, I think they gave me a, ma a mammogram that I didn't need early. They were like, you need to start getting mammograms now because there's like a lump. Then I went to the doctor. There was like no lump. They did it anyway. And it's like, it's fine, whatever. But like those things aren't like great for you. You know, mm, it's yeah. like, you know, really don't want to get them if you don't need it. At the time, obviously, I was kind of relieved. But now I'm like, well, she kind of made me get this, start getting mammograms a few years earlier than, I don't know. It's like not that big of a deal, but. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. Better I safe guess. than sorry. But like, I just think that she was kind of like Delulu. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what they, you know, that's how they, that's how they make their money. Yeah. Fuck giving them. tests to people. I'm glad we, to be away from the evils of Kaiser permanent. Oh yeah, I th I don't I think Kaiser's bad. I would say when you come back to LA, don't do that Kaiser. I don't know. Um yeah, well cuz I know they're they're notorious also about not giving people um like prescriptions for things. Like anti-anxiety, sleep medicine, yeah, yeah. There there's like a mandate to like really not give you um things like that well yeah and then the things that they do give you are like all weird it's i've had bad yeah i didn't have a great experience with kaiser some doctors were really good hmm. it sort of depends uh can i mention a couple recipes i cooked this week that i think everyone should know about yes can while you mention it i'm gonna be listening i have to get my charger but i'm just all gonna right. be on the room. okay so i'll just talk to everyone out there uh i made two recipes this week that i i think both of them are like five stars highly recommend one of them is from allison roman's newsletter you guys i don't really i don't pay for the newsletter but like she does i think every other recipe or whatever is free so it's like every couple weeks get a recipe and i know she's getting back into doing quote-unquote ethnic recipes and she's keeping quiet about it she doesn't want a media shitstorm like what happened a few years ago with the stew slash curry. So this time she's given credit to the indigenous people. But it wasn't people. really the stew. Sorry, I'm back. Hmm. She wasn't really in trouble for the stew. She got in trouble for whatever she said about um, that organization woman and that other, who, somebody else. Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo. And then it was sort oh, of yeah. like backtracking into and well, they were and like, also and mad while we're yeah. at it, actually, this stew was racist. So this time she's not doing Asia. She's flying west she's flying south she's flying into mexico and she's doing a pork and red chili pozole with cabbage she's calling it pozole she's not calling it like i don't know pork stew or whatever i did not use pork because i'm just like trying not to eat red meat so i just did chicken instead uh but it's fucking good and it's worth if you do have a mexican like supermarket in your area to go and get the dried chilies like out of the big like bulk bins that they have uh it was so good it lasted like three days you do you like stew the chicken or the pork in the chilies and then you top it with like all this like crunchy cabbage and red onion and cilantro 
and then you serve it with tortillas. It's just really, really tasty. That does sound pretty good. And then the other one was, I just made it last night. It's from my other cooking lady that I love, uh, Melissa Clark from the New York Times. And she developed, this is a brand new recipe. It's just called spiced vegetable phyllo pie. That's and all good. it's it's really good. She has it for like uh or she's it's it's supposed to be for like um a vegetarian entree for like a festive holiday meal because it's like that I don't know it's that tasty and sort of fancy. But all you do is you just stew together a bunch of it's like cauliflower, zucchini, sweet potatoes, and then like tomato paste or whatever. And then you just buy store-bought phyllo dough and you don't even have to like separate all the layers. You just do like half of the phyllo dough, put the filling in and then the other half, you like brush it with butter and you pop it in the oven. It'll last, what is today? Thursday? It'll last us at least through, I would say Saturday, Sunday. If you, if you don't mind like eating the same meal, you know, three the or four nights in a row. The only thing is with the phyllo dough, don't you kind of want that, you know. Crispy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I might, we'll see how much effort I want to put into tonight's leftovers, but I would say maybe reheat it in the oven rather than the microwave if you have like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, put it in the, uh, put it in the oven. Yeah, but really, really good. Well, I refuse to cook and I never will cook again. Don't worry about it. Last night I went to the or oven. Ooh, Indian. I imagine it was Indian. It sounds really good. It was just in it was really good. It was just, you know, Indian the night before. Oh, for Hanukkah, we ordered we ordered something sort of unconventional from Second Avenue or no, from um from uh Pastrami Queen. Oh, okay. Which is good, but we got <laughs> This is probably disgusting. I wanted latkes and a donut, jelly donut, because it was Hanukkah and like I hadn't had anything like that. I also got a free menorah from the Chabad people. Nice. Um, which I've never taken anything from them before, but I didn't. I had I didn't have a menorah. My mom sent me this like really cheap shitty menorah, and then I was like walking to the train. And this I've also never seen a Chabad girl before, but this like oh. young girl came up and she was like, "Are you Jewish? Do you want to do you need a menorah for Hanukkah?" And I was like, "I do, thank you." As you were also as you were already holding a menorah. No, my menorah that I already had secretly was at home, so I did technically okay. already have a menorah, but it's like a really cheap shitty one from amazon and it takes it's like soup like my mom just like knew i didn't have one so she sent me like i think literally the cheapest menorah she could possibly find it's made out of plastic and you can't even put real hanukkah candles in it you have to put birthday cake candles in it it's like so small i mean it's fine i've been using it but i was like i'm gonna i want the i want this one so i got like the like gold like habat it's not gold but it's like brass or whatever like habat one i'm like this is an ideal menorah i'm gonna use this one for the rest of my life um and I was like I need to have like some sort of like Hanukkah dinner because I hadn't done anything so I I ordered latkes and then there was like a thing where it's like get two frankfurters and a cream soda and I was like order that sounds so good and a jelly donut and Brian and I just split it and it was great so we both had like a hot dog and half a the, the half of vodka and but they were like really big and potato salad 
Yum. Potatoes on potatoes. Just pure potatoes. It was great. It was the perfect Hanukkah meal. Yeah. My latkes didn't turn out that well this year. Hmm. I like, I didn't have schmaltz. And so I used half avocado oil and half ghee. And I think it like, I don't know, the smoke point, they sort of came out a little burnt and then undercooked. Maybe I just had the heat on too high. I just couldn't get I it right think, this year. I think the seed, I'm sorry to say this, Brian, and you're not mm. going to like it. Seed oils. You need seed oils yeah. for a lot. It's like, yeah. You need to cook it in like whatever, just like a jug of like Canola cooking oil, oil and yeah. you don't even know what it is. I know. I thought that I feel like avocado oil, the like anti-seed oil people really make you believe the avocado oil is like completely interchangeable with like canola oil or so- soybean oil or whatever. Yeah. But I sort of don't think it is. I think it's like it doesn't work the same way. White. I mean, avocado oil is definitely like the closest, but I do I, I don't know. I just don't think you're going to get that like shitty fried fucked up flavor of like, a, of like the, like, you know, like peasant food, like a lot cut or something yeah. like wants to be cooked in poison. I don't know. And I, I also don't think I put enough eggs in it and I didn't have matzo meal. So I just put panko as like the, I, I didn't, you know, Brian, what? It was, it's my own fault. You're, yeah. I think. Yeah. But you know what? It's, how bad could it be as a fried potato? It was still right? good. Yeah, it still was good. You know, I just slathered it in uh, sour cream, chives, and applesauce. I don't care. I like all three of them at the same time. Oh, yeah. I'm a t- I'm the only person in my family that puts sour cream on latkes. And what? my entire family, they act like I, no one puts sour cream on That's latkes. That's psychotic. And that I made it up because I'm crazy and not Jewish enough. <laughs> Wait, what? So they just put applesauce or they do plain? Uh, they just put applesauce. But you need the applesauce and the sour. Like, you if need you just, the balance. Yeah. You need that creaminess. I mean, they're objectively wrong, but that's like. Well, you know. I guess if you do cook it in schmaltz and then you put it in sour cream with sour cream, it's not kosher because you're mixing meat. Right. That's it's right. That's why they don't like it even though none of them are kosher but like they're like oh i don't know but are they cooking it in schmaltz or they're just going no. in vegetable oil so they vegetable could that's oil. yeah you could do that no but they usually it's usually served with brisket oh see i never do the meat i just have latkes as my main dish yeah but yeah yeah usually it's like a side or yeah like yeah, yeah no that makes sense but um, i feel like everyone i mean sour cream i mean i you know i grew up the least juju you could be and my mom always served it with sour cream and applesauce. Yeah. Um, I always had to beg for the sour cream and they were always like, you're so disgusting. Fuck you. <laughs> but I was right. It's, uh, I mean, which is, and I, last night or one, the other night when I had it, I put um, a little creme fraiche on there. Oh yeah. Like, and that was really good. I really wanted to do a little salmon row, but I didn't get my act together. Oh, and also when, pastrami queen sent it they only sent it with um applesauce but they might be kosher i honestly think pastrami queen is kosher yeah. and i think Second they're Avenue like deli definitely is i'm not sure about yeah. pastrami. and katz's definitely is not not no interesting well usually i always thought that like no jewish delis were kosher but i guess like some of them are but a lot of them are not yeah and in la none of the big ones are right no like langers brent's uh 
Cantor's. Um, Cantor's definitely not. No. Uh, Greenblatt's R.A.P. I can't one. believe Greenblatt. That is a true Travis. I really thought like, oh, they'll reopen like the ArcLight. It's like they, they, someone will. I mean, come on. Yeah, I thought some rich guy was going to be like, not on my watch. Or but something. that just, but, yeah, I don't know. And I, don't, I think that. It happened like overnight too. It was so quick. And has that space must have must have turned into something else? I don't even know. I never drive I mean, past there. I mean, obviously it's been a while since I was there, but it was just sitting empty for a long time. Like and if it just said with the sign and everything. If it's still empty, that gives me hope that it will return. I hope it does. But since you introduced me to Brent's, I feel like that is like pretty close. Oh, well, um, Greenblatt's has is like a nicer place to be and it has yes. kind of more it's like more glamorous because of the location and it had that like stained glass and the red boots and the wine store downstairs and it was like I loved Greenblatt's but but Brent's I think the food I think Brent's is the best like Jewish deli food in LA it's really good yeah all right shall we pivot to um what Gwyneth has been up to Okay. Was there a receipt? No, no, does not like, like they're, they're done. They're, they're on vacation. They're in the Maldives. I don't know what they're doing. Okay. Well, what are we going to do? Uh, I'm afraid that they're, cause you know that like the editor in chief of Bon Appetit just changed again. And like they, um, they canceled a lot of like the newsletters that went out. So now I, I think it's actually smart because I was getting like a different newsletter every day and it was like so confusing and like way too many newsletters. And now I think they're just doing like one a week, but I'm also worried that like with the regime change, the receipt might be on the chopping block. It just seems like the easiest thing for them to do. And it seems like an, it's like both easy and like, it's like a buzzy in a way that like it courts controversy in a good way, not in like a, we're not paying our employees of color the same as our white employees way, but like, Oh yeah. It's like, it's the best because it's like, it's the most interesting. One of the most interesting things that I've ever read in like a food magazine like that, because it's like a social experiment. People just write down how much money they have and how much of it they spend on food and what that food is. And people go insane every single week. They get mad they get like defensive. They get, I mean, it's so political. It's really interesting. The responses. Yeah. And you I know? think it's like different than, it's such I mean, a brilliant idea. Whoever came up with it. I don't know who came up with it. But know. yeah, if you're, if you're listening, I just Googled your name, Jamila Robinson. You're the new editor of Bon Appetit. Please do not cancel the receipt because we will have one less thing to talk about. And then I don't even know what we would do because Goop obviously is like giving us nothing. Yeah, I mean, we're fucked. I mean, I guess, well, that's why we end up talking about vodkas for half an hour. But well, Gwyneth did. She, so she she came back from Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, She had the Goop holiday party two nights ago. That was covered. I don't know if it was actually like covered by magazines or they just saw the pictures on social media and then just like wrote articles. Um, probably the latter. Probably, I'm guessing, but you know, whatever. Uh, but the the theme, well, the theme was you know selling the new G label clothes, but everyone was dressed in like black 
and cream. It was like not color. It was not Christmas sweaters. It was very obviously chic. Uh, all the quote unquote celebrities that were there, I like did not recognize except for Chelsea Handler. Um, yeah, people were sending me pictures, and I was like, I don't know who she stand, who Gwyneth is standing next to in that picture. I didn't recognize any of these people. So yeah, but I mean, maybe they were there, but like you would think that the other Goop employees would have been at the Goop holiday party. Maybe they just weren't photographed. Well, I think it was probably like a fake party. I think it's definitely a fake party. Um, but well, my my bet. I don't want to say what my best was yet, but oh yeah, well let's um let's wait. I guess to say that. Uh oh, did you know Gwyneth is having an AMA in the Brentwood Country Mart tomorrow? I knew. I mean, I saw she's doing her last AMA of the year, and it's happening live in Brentwood. Um, well, I wish I could be there to ask her a cue. I guess technically, well, I'm, how do you I, do it? I mean, that's the thing is like, she's filming it there. I don't, I don't think it's a live, like, I don't think it's like anyone can just go and ask her a question. It's obviously they're going to pre choose the questions. And I don't know that I think she's just going to be there filming it. Like, I don't think that the public is allowed to like watch it. Um, almost certainly true. So if I took off work tomorrow and drove all the way to Brentwood, I don't think it would be worth it. No. Um, did you see Jen Gunter's going on book tour? Is she coming to my city? She is. I forget what bookstore she's going into in New York. It's not any of the, it's not like the top tier ones to be honest the one in la she's going to is like some bookstore in santa monica i've never heard of oh my god wait chill wait i have to see this and see if we were in the same city i would feel comfortable going with you to her book signing but if it's just me by myself as a man going to like there are gonna be so many men at this thing you think I mean, I I mean, I don't think there are going to be a lot of people, period, but like... I know, that's the thing. I feel like there are going to be just as many, like, because nobody likes her for the fucking period and menstruate or whatever menopause books. They like her for her, like, lukewarm takes on Twitter. So they're, like, that has no gender, you know what I mean? Like, men probably like her just as much as women. Oh, so it's like it's like Twitter or like blue sky liberal people that that's just love what her. I, yeah, no. That's what I assume. Like I don't think anybody's actually like what is she what are her books just like actually here, let me just explain to you the most boring medical opinion that you would already get from your doctor and you already know. Like who is getting any information from that? Like no one's reading the books for that. It's like they're political books. Yeah, they're political books. Wait, I just saw the tour. The So she is, actually, she'll be at the 92nd Street Y in New York. Oh, my God, really? February 1st. You have to buy tickets for it. I would never. And, like, honestly, she, she doesn't belong there. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I guess, like, I guess she, I guess, like, maybe in some way, like, no one belongs there more than her. But it's also, like, the 92nd Street Y just seems, like, too cool for her to me. You would think, but I, I, you know, she has, she has 
bands in high places. And like, I guess I could see like the booking person from the 92nd Street Y being like a follower of hers. I don't know. I could uh, definitely see that. She's coming. Oh, she's going to my hometown of Berkeley, California. That's where the book tour is starting off, obviously. Mrs. Dalloway's in Ber- I don't even know that bookstore. I guess I don't know where that is. That's such a cool name for a bookstore. Uh, she will be joined in discussion by physician and author, Dr. Ina Park, and she will sign copies of her book. Oh, then a couple of days later, she'll be in Pasadena at Romans. I do know that. Yeah, bookstore. Romans. That feels exactly where I would think she would be. And then she's Romans going Romans or like maybe Book Soup. Those are the places. Yeah, yeah. She's not going to Book Soup. Whoever Book Soup her... is like a little ele- is a little too high class for it's too like literary. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Book Soup, Skylight. Pop. She's not going to be at Skylight. Yeah, she's a little pop for that. She's whoever booked her tour does not know geography because she's in Berkeley, then she's in Seattle, then she's in Pasadena, then she's going back up to Corte Madera. Then she's going to the East Coast and going to Maryland, Washington, D.C., Boston, and New York. And then she's coming back to Santa Monica at the end. Zibby's. Do you know Zibby's bookstore? I've never even heard of it. I don't know it. That's the one in Santa Monica. That's the end of the tour is in Santa Monica. Oh, and she's going to Canada, too, obviously. Oh, yeah. Well, she's from Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. the, The end in March. That's Winnipeg. That's the grand finale. I've never heard of or seen this place. Zibby's? Yeah. No. Maybe it's a fake bookstore created it explicitly looks fake, but for, I'm sure to, to prop up Big Gunter. Oh my god. Um I'm Google wait, where did you even find this? On her stupid blog. The vagendas.substack.com. <laughs> The vagina. Or just, yeah, it's Vagenda. The title of the post is The Blood Book Tour is Coming. Anyway. What a, f- what a world. Will I go to Pasadena? Maybe if I'm, I maybe I'll just sort of like be in Pasadena and sort of scout it out, see what the crowd's like, and then go in. I, I mean, I would go, but like, the 92nd street Y like tickets are pretty expensive usually for like stuff for talks there yeah don't don't waste your money and i don't actually want to go except for i do want to see her in person i kind of want to go and just like really like find out if there's a man there like a oh yeah adjacent man see I bet you because they live in the Bay Area. I bet you the Berkeley Berkeley one is the one to go to to see if he'll you show up. You have to go, Brian. I should just drive up to my mom's house and spend the night. But Mrs. Dalloway is also you also have to purchase tickets purchase for this. Ticket. I want to see how much they are. Oh God, her new pictures. Oh yeah, I like her new picture. Sort of a wet. Oh, look they're there. free. You have to wait a ticket, but the tickets are free. Okay. Mm, Wait a second now. Now it's time for me to check this. There's no way it's going to be free. Yeah. Free in Berkeley, $35 in New York. Isn't that always the case? Well, it's just like, 
if you have to wait january 31st at politics and prose where's that oh washington, washington dc and i do have a brother who lives there so i could potentially go to the one in washington dc save save 35 bucks save 35 bucks and buy a 300 yeah. train ticket to washington dc well you know i would tie it in with like a trip to see my brother sure sure so i would justify it that way i don't know if i wasn't just seeing my mom a couple weeks before i would think about going up for that but it's like it's a lot of trips all right what else anything else before oh one other quick news alert oh no is the um longtime fashion editor of goop ali Pugh, yes. has left after six long years yes i meant to look into this but i've been like totally preoccupied but it seemed very serious well it seemed serious but it also seemed very cordial and friendly but i guess you never know because we thought the elise squinna thing was like cordial and friendly until you know until everything happened no the elise thing was always obviously not because she had that nda and it kind of it was the elise thing was obviously yeah. fucked up i mean maybe this one well because so ali pew was like a stylist before she worked at goop and that's how i think they met because she styled gwyneth she styled like other A-list, Ana de Armas, uh, Riley Keough, Britt Marling. So it's like she's a, you know, pretty in-demand she's stylist. She's a mover and a shaker. And she says, I'm enormously grateful for the six years I spent at Goop and for the great privilege of closely working with Gwyneth and alongside so many other talented colleagues. I'm incredibly proud of how much we accomplished during my time there, especially with the evolution of the G-Label by Goop Collection. For this yeah, next I mean, chapter, yeah. This next chapter, I'm excited to bring all my creative and editorial expertise to other brands. One of my favorite parts about this job has always been collaborating in different companies. Um, so maybe she's doing, but is she a big enough star to be like Ali Pew for blah 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 this company? I don't know if she's like a name. Maybe she's in the fashion world, and I just don't know um i don't know what, what do you mean well she says she's like doing collaboration so i thought that that would mean like it would be based on her like personal brand um i don't know i or mean i'm not. sure i don't think so maybe i mean she wouldn't have done a press release if like a, there wasn't like an element of that that was important but like yeah and like, i don't think everybody who does that has to be like I mean, I think like usually it's like the other way around. Like when like celebrities are doing stuff like that, they're not actually doing any work. Oh yeah, so she'll be the the person that's actually doing the work paired with. Or I, I mean, I have no, I I don't think that I I don't think that the celebrity. I think that the celebrity element is the least important element of like a fashion thing. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like I don't think that necessarily. Like there's there are probably. Like if she's doing collaborations with other with brands, it probably just means she's like freelancing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I I think you're yeah. absolutely right. That's just a euphemism for freelancing. Yeah. 
well, we'll see who, if anyone is higher, I'm sure, I mean, this is not going to be like a Caitlin thing. They're going to have to actually hire someone new with fashion. They can't like. Yeah. Because like, that's like their actual business. Yeah. They're actually selling clothes. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, like they didn't actually make money off these stupid recipes and the ones that they, you know, her, um, her, um, uh, like cookbooks and stuff. She doesn't like depend on like some goop person for that. Like whatever, whoever she's collaborating with for those recipes is like, and whoever's like ghostwriting those books for her, that's not like has nothing to do with her with like the goop business, but like yeah, selling clothes, I think is like a major part of their, of like how they make money for sure. Not as big as like beauty products, which is probably number one. Or they see sex toys as number one. Yeah. Uh, the daily mail, they're just going lower and lower. <laughs> their new article is just says now goop is promoting butt sex toys for women. Experts warn Gwyneth Falter's site is putting them at risk of nasty infections and, in all caps, incontinence. What? <laughs> There's a whole article in the Daily Mail about how if you if you use butt plugs wrong, you're at risk for nasty quote unquote nasty infections and incontinence. And then they're um blaming Gwyneth Paltrow for potential incontinence in women. I mean, at this point, she this is just ridiculous, right? <laughs> it's so like, funny. First of all, I've never heard that before. I mean, like, I think the infection thing is like, that's kind of true. Like anything you put into your body, any orifice that isn't clean, like you kind of have to like take care of that stuff. But that's not it's like common but sense specific like specific to butt plugs that's like everything and then what? i've never heard the incontinence thing in my life that sounds like a homophobic lie i mean it's homophobic and it definitely is like a i don't know old wives tale or it's definitely like an urban legend you know that the old old gay guys like have you know can't poop right because they've just gotten fucked so many times over the years and like i don't know how true that is it's probably just like mostly a homophobic you know and doesn't question. everybody kind of start to shit themselves at a certain point i uh, thank god do not know quite yet so um we'll keep you posted yeah we'll keep you posted if we're doing this because god knows we're still be doing this we are going to years. do until we die one of us dies and then the other one will be like oh no i've got a new girl <laughs> yeah um but, and uh well but... yeah We'll let you know once when we start shitting ourselves. Yeah, I don't think it has to do with sticking stuff in your ass. I think it has to do with like other problems that you may or may not have. But um This article is horrible and homophobic, and they misspell the name Gwyneth wrong on the first sentence. What? Okay. They spell it G-W-E-N-Y-T-H, Gwyneth instead of Gwyneth. And it's written by, I'm going to call you out, Emily Josh Yu, who's supposedly a health reporter for DailyMail.com. Like, that's a real title. I find that. No, yeah, there's no such thing. This is AI. This is AI. Of course it's AI. Josh Yu. Josh Yu. Oh, and they really, they're like, butt plugs traditionally used by men are now being marketed for women 
And so now that they're marketed to women, which give me a break. Now it's Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow's fault. Yep. Ever what? What can you not blame on Gwyneth Paltrow in this world? I'm telling you, she's like the universal scapegoat. And there's so many things that you can blame her for that she not should me. be blamed for. I can't for, blame her for anything you. except for maybe Shallow Hal. Other than that, I think she's she's a 100% blameless individual. <laughs> okay. Innocent, proven innocent and a by a jury. I mean, she was jury, proven innocent. Right? Um artistically artistic integrity, okay? Again, yeah. with the exception of Shallow Hal. Yeah, nowadays if there's not a good script, she's not doing it. She's not doing you know, any scripts. She's kept okay, what? She started a business. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, sorry. You don't like that she called the vagina the or the the candle the vagina candle. You don't like that. That's not to your taste. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Last time I checked, that wasn't a fucking sin. That's something nope. isn't to your pedestrian taste. There, yeah. She's she's going out there on a limb. She's being brave. She's saying things that other people aren't saying. She's marketing products that other people aren't marketing. She saw the writing on the wall. It, she didn't make the world. She just has to live in it. And she's well, doing it well, better than any of us. But I would like That's you to, to heed the words of Dr. Michael Green, OBGYN and Chief Medical Officer at Menopause Care Center, Winona. I don't like where this is going. This sounds like Jen Gunter 2.0. He says, improper or excessive use, as well as using a plug that is too large, could potentially lead to issues such as damage to the anal sphincter muscles, irritation of the rectal tissues, or the dreaded I word, incontinence. Okay, well, you know what? Gwyneth Paltrow didn't invent fucking butt plugs, okay? If she did, she wouldn't have had to start Goop. She'd be a fucking millionaire. Well, and Daily, Daily Mail's really smart putting that paragraph right above the giant picture of Gwyneth Paltrow with a self-satisfied smirk on her face. They um, can literally go fuck themselves. And then they misspell her name again at the caption on the photo. Again, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop claims that butt plugs activate certain nerves that send pleasure signals to women's brains. Although experts say there are serious risks to consider. This is honestly, this might as well have been written by like some satanic panic Christian cult in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Like these people who are so afraid of putting stuff in your butt. Dr. Green said that anal sex doesn't have to be strictly off limits for women as long as you start what? slow. Wait, I'm sorry. Another thing. Why women? What is it about women? They're, what? they're dainty, all, they're dainty little women, buttholes. Which I know is a, already a complicated question, but it's like, what are they, what are they talking about? Like they're talking about, there's something about a person who's like, afab right whose body is fundamentally different from a signed male of birth person having something put into their rectum what are they talking about let's be specific how yeah. well, how is it different and how it just doesn't make any fucking sense uh no i mean it's misogynistic it's homophobic and it's kind of transphobic transphobic ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Really think about yeah. it like what they're exactly what they're saying about like people's body like doesn't make any sense uh dr green says it requires a slow introduction and gradual training process for the safest outcomes and minimal side effects and then it says women are who have given birth are also already prone to incontinence because childbirth stretches out the pelvic floor and we can splatter muscles women yeah given birth are constantly pissing and shitting themselves and they shit themselves while they're giving birth this and it is says anal it. sex can increase that risk even more okay you know what it's probably not the over 40 set that are like doing this <laughs> i mean i let's be real like come uh, on. this is this is truly one of the funniest daily mail goop articles i've ever read oh and 116 comments i you know what i'm not gonna read the comments oh my god just read one no don't okay read i have to the daily mail website is truly satanic with the amount of pop-up ads it's like yeah you are getting (laughs) thrown every which way and it like jumps around it is really bad it is i don't i i don't think my computer is powerful enough to load these comments let's see um oh it makes me just click through uh you let's i'll keep you posted if these comments appear but we should we have to move on okay um shall we just get to our lists yeah let's do it all righty what was your best okay so my best was oh wait before you do it yeah i'll just read the first comment please what okay ajm4202 from tucson says you know what they say about people who portray they walk on water question mark question mark question mark question mark many clergy have gone to jail for the same thing oh so she's saying they're saying mm, they're okay, saying you know see, these women are right, sticking things up right. there, but priests are fucking little boys so right 
Right. And here we go. And it's Gwyneth Paltrow's fault that you're failing at life. Right. Um, oh, this is all it's all like homophobic that. stuff. Um, right. We have Blue Mountain <laughs> Beach exit only male girl gross cake monster honestly sounds so laborious and trying why not indulge in a large slice of cake instead okay that's funny i mean that one i can get behind <laughs> <laughs> so here we go yeah all right well okay except for the cake one fuck them all um my best of the week was gwyneth paltrow's face yeah is it a filter is it the joy of living a life is it the joy pleasures of a life well lived is it surgical is it um non-surgical enhancement what is it Who knows? how did she do it it's looking great her face looking younger than ever more beautiful radiant she had a little cat eye which is like heavy makeup for her at the christmas party um she looked like a teenager. I was shocked. Um, and if it's a filter, which it certainly is, God bless them. I was just thinking the same thing after the way, I mean, I thought she looked much better at the um, at the holiday party than she did a few days ago when she was on the red sea in saudi arabia she maybe she went to saudi arabia for like some work well she i mean i'll 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 get to it because it's it's my best of the week but she uh i think she did the holiday party specifically to stop to like muddle up the news cycle and so people weren't gonna talk about her saudi arabia trip I think that I think the holiday you know party I mean, like was... to get like maybe she got like some like, oh a cosmetic on. procedure yeah I feel like Gwyneth is there's no cosmetic is Saudi procedure. Arabia even a place that people go for that I don't think so but I think here's rich what I think that she got on her cheeks I think that she got she definitely got like a little bit of she got cheek fillers she obviously got Botox on her forehead or what's the other what's the one that she um oh she's not getting that shit xiamine xiamine isn't that like the fake one that she was like this is like natural or whatever the natural botox that yeah i a hundred percent she's getting botox there's no way it's the (laughs) same way that she's like also going to like real doctors she's also getting real like juvederm and stuff like that yeah yeah Uh, and I don't say this in a room just as just to be clear I also get all of this stuff I am not opposed to it I'm just saying I think she gets it I of course I don't think there's nothing wrong with it she's like 50 years old like no 50 year old woman looks like this without but without injectables like it's just not literally not possible no because especially I mean her complexion she's a a very fair-skinned white lady that is like the type of skin and, and we see from her chest and her arms there is like a little bit of sun damage so her face yeah it's i mean she has great genes too but let's not pretend that it's just all the genes i mean there's nothing wrong it's just like the natural like your skin everybody's face loses collagen as they age that's just Ooh, how it goes tell me about it the question is did she get lip filler and this 
I'm going to go, I'm going to say something radical, which is I'm going to say no. I think that when you get like a lot of injectables in your face, it looks like you got lip filler even when you didn't. Mm. For some reason, it like plumps everything up and like pulls it back. So your lips are kind of fuller, even if you don't get filler. And I think that's what we're seeing at the holiday party. I could be wrong. Yeah. But that's what I think. And her lips don't. I mean, she has like a, you know, she has lipstick on. Like she, it looks like she's, you know, filled her lips in with the color, but it, it doesn't look like her lips are bigger. Yeah. I don't, they it doesn't. Do. You they think look they do? a little bit fuller. Okay. But like natural, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she's not trying to go for like, you know, the like, Kylie Jenner lip kit from 2016 or something. No, she, I mean that is the least. That's the least. That. Yeah, that's like will. the least chic look. Now, I mean, you go to the Americana in Glendale, and that's what all the women look like. So Gwyneth obviously isn't going to look like that, and she never has. No. Um. Anyway, I think she looked amazing, and I love her. All right. Well, and I didn't might... mean any of that in a disrespectful way. I am pro cosmetic procedure. Yeah, yeah. Just do do what you got to do. I I my I don't know. I saw a picture of myself that someone took on Thanksgiving, and I had a existential crisis about aging in a way that I don't think I had before. And now I'm like, I want to do everything. Sometimes it really fucks you up, like. We just had to make these videos for my class. We had to make like direct, direct and air quotes, like a one minute video as like a final for this, like one class that I took. And I had to act in a bunch of them. And when I saw my face, I wanted to commit suicide. And then the more I watched it, the more I was like, this isn't that bad. I just like had an immediate panic attack, but I was like, this is fine. I'm you have fine. to get acclimated to it. You no, know? it was also just, yeah, maybe it's that. It was like the initial shock. And then I was like, oh, it's like not as bad as I thought. It's just that it's not what I looked like 20 years ago. 20, yeah. So it's like, and then um, last night I went, is this a Patreon? Nope. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't give a shit. Last night I kind of was like, I started to like kind of stalk online my college boyfriend. I don't know why. It was like something got in my head. I haven't thought about him in so long, but I was like, what is this fucking guy up to? You know what I mean? When you're just like, what is yeah, that guy? Up yeah, yeah, to? yeah. And you just kind of have to investigate a little bit. And I started poking around. And this man looked so old. Oh <laughs> my like, God. How it was like, it was him. And he didn't look like an old man. He looked like a 40 year old man, which is what he is. And I was like, what happened to you? And nothing happened to him. He's fine. He looks, he's totally fine. But I was like, that threw me more than myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you're looking at yourself. I mean, you know, you're looking at yourself in the mirror. You're, you're basically keeping up with yourself in real time, but someone you haven't seen for 20 years, that can be shocking. Can I tell you something else though? I talked to a member of my cohort who's in their early 20s and this person, I said something about, oh, 20 years ago. And they were like, when you were 10. Oh. And I was like, 
no um when I was 18 and they were like you're 38 and I said yeah and they said I thought you were 30 very cool and I wish I hadn't set them straight but I just want to put it out there that some people think I'm young but I do have Botox so there you go uh all right so we've gotten you've really you know buttered Gwyneth up with your best you've paid her a lot of compliments and now unfortunately I'm gonna have to tear her down with with your best with my best so I usually don't do this but because Goop has given us so little content and I could not find anything to be excited about in the newsletters it's a Gwyneth Paltrow fan podcast I know but this I just I this article finally in variety.com there was an actual investigative piece on the red sea film festival and that's my best of the week we have uh we have a journalist named tatiana siegel works for variety and so this is like an actual like thing this is an actual finally someone besides us is talking about this uh, the headline says Will Smith got paid $1 million. Gwyneth Paltrow, even more to heat up Saudi Hollywood relations at Red Sea Fest. Is the Saudi to heat them up like to like get that ball rolling, you know, like, um, to like, you know, well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly by reading this article, what it's talking okay, about. Please. Is the Saudi Hollywood love affair back on? Judging by the third edition of the Red Sea International Film Festival, which wrapped on December 9th, the answer is yes. A parade of stars, including Will Smith, Michelle Williams, Chris Hemsworth, Johnny Depp, and Halle Berry, made the pilgrimage to Jeddah even as the Israel-Hamas conflict raged just 700 miles north. This year's guest list signals a dramatic reversal in relations from five years ago, when Hollywood's outrage campaign was in full swing following the murder of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi at the hands of Saudi government agents. In the aftermath, uh, Ari Emanuel cut ties with the kingdom, returning $400 million investment just six months after courting Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman during his visit to LA. Uh, so the real says the real Saudi mandate is to diversify the company, the country's economy beyond oil and the film industry is one of the highest priorities. But uh, hasn't that already been happening? I just don't I don't get it. Well, it's bigger now. So apparently there's an $800 billion public investment fund is looking to buy a major studio, namely Paramount, is what the article says. And then, uh, but as far as we're concerned on this podcast, they claim that Gwyneth was paid more than a million dollars to just show up. Sure, that's not hard for me to believe. I mean, I thought it was, I guess I I just thought it was like six, like, I don't know. I was thinking like low six figures, like one or 200,000. More than a million is crazy to me. But I'm just naive. Uh, uh, yeah, it's not crazy to me. And then it says from the Saudi perspective, the biggest get was Suicide Squad co-star Joel Kinnaman. Given that the actor hails from Sweden, which is a country that has been particularly critical of Saudi's human rights records. Um, mm. And then the only like big celebrity that was quoted on the record is Boz Lerman, because he doesn't give a fuck what people think. Yeah, he I says, about Elvis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm attracted to the idea of making something here. I think it's finally sinking in 
that the change here is authentic and actually inevitable. So we'll see. I don't know. Good. What? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I yeah, good. I hope it is. Mazel tov. Thank <laughs> you, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I mean, and I, I get it. Like a kind of, a, our country's done a million shitty things with human rights. You know, we've been, uh, China has a terrible human rights record. There's a lot of countries that have horrible human rights records. Saudi's not unique in that respect, but, um, it is like particular egregious, especially when it comes to women's rights and obviously like gay rights. I mean, it's like off with your head. So like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, there wasn't any, um, there weren't any openly gay celebrities that <laughs> walked the red carpet on the, the Red Sea Film Festival. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't want this to be a gotcha moment, but maybe a teachable moment a teachable for, moment i mean does Gwyneth really need that extra million like um i mean who knows time will tell it's uh i mean it's only it's it's um i mean it's better that they're i think it's it would be it's better for them to it's better to have like relation, like a good relationship with Saudi Arabia, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, unless there's a, you know, a, a revolution there, which is probably not going to happen. It's like, you are going to, I guess, get been gradually using that like sort of soft, soft diplomacy of like, you know, dangling financial incentives. If, and like what now like women just started to be able to drive. A couple years ago so that's but that's good i mean it, yeah, you know, i mean it's better than not yeah just, no it's true i think that there's something kind of scary about saudi arabia owning like a major hollywood studio because people your mind kind of goes to like propaganda and messaging and and yeah. public opinion and national values and stuff like that but at the end of the day, who gives a shit, you know? And a lot of that is sort of racism. Cesspool, and we're going to um, continue to push this system until it eventually implodes on itself because we are afraid of bringing this monster in in any way. Yeah. So whatever let's do it <laughs> let's do it uh um i don't know we'll see, yeah we'll see what great art comes out of it maybe gwyneth will make her you know return to cinema in a she won't she's just Saudi gonna be... i really <laughs> thought that she was just out there to like um like sing at some guy's birthday party <laughs> and i also thought she was gonna get paid like a million dollars to do that that would be insane if you were. But I so uh, I'm telling you that that has she happened. She did. I know, but like in 2023, if you're like a billionaire dictator and you're like, I can have anyone to sing at my birthday party, I'm gonna get Gwyneth Paltrow. That's pretty funny. That's actually. who I would have if I yeah, was a billionaire. No, dictator. That that's yeah, that would be cool. All right, let's um move on to our worst of the week. 
my worst is Gwyneth's new dress. She saw um oh, the one she wore at the Christmas party? No, I lo- that was just a little black dress. Yeah. Wasn't like, it? Yeah. No. Uh, it was oh. It was just what? It was like it was a, a skirt black... and a sweater. It was a skirt and a sweater. What's wrong with this? No, no, it's fine. I just I thought I don't I don't like a I don't like a slit like in the middle like I don't know. I'm not a big slit person. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't love that dress, but I mean, it's totally unobject- unobjectionable. Yeah. Um, my brain is so <laughs> broken and sad. No, um, this was because Gwyneth went to this like special screening of the color purple. Oh. And mm-hmm. she wore this Ultra Zura dress or Ultra Zara dress. I mean, this is the, I think that this is the brand that Meghan Markle's shoes are from. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, I think Meghan Markle wears this brand and they may, there are these like pumps that she wore and then Kate Middleton wore them. And then every time Kate Middleton wears them, people go insane because like Megan invented them or oh. started wearing them first. But then it's like she, Kate's trying to, to get the conspiracy theory is that Kate Middleton wears brands that Meghan Markle made famous when Meghan Markle is in the news because then it like fucks up the um oh god that like SEO so when people are googling Meghan Markle it'll be like Kate Middleton wears Meghan Markle clothes and it's like oh, that's a funny. Middleton story instead of a Meghan Markle story so that's what people think is happening and she so and I do really like those shoes they're like these like very like sleek sophisticated cool pumps um and i could never walk in them and i think it's very impressive that these royal women walk around in them all day at their little things this dress is not for gwyneth like i'm sorry like it's a fine dress for certain like i think like this is it, it's not the dress i don't hate necessarily this dress it's like the it's the one with the big print but big print yeah. very loose very it's like Gwyneth Paltrow could wear anything and it would look good on her. So like, I don't think she needs something that's this all encompassing. <laughs> I feel like it has it's a lot of fabric. It's very loud. It doesn't look like her. It's like not her style. This yeah. was obviously some like branded thing where she had to wear a dress from this brand, but I just wish that they had given her anything else. Cause this is just not for her. Maybe it looks better in person. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I was really. And then when you go on their website, they have tons of great like or on there when you like click through. There's a ton of gorgeous dresses, like all different cuts and silhouettes, things that would look great on her. This just like swallows her up. And it, it just was like, why? I mean, I guess because like. Well, she knows she's going to be photographed everywhere, but this was just like, you know, at the little screening room. It wasn't like a red carpet event. But then she, I mean, she must be like getting money for wearing this I mean, I think that they were like, wear this dress. Like, I think that someone paid her to wear that dress on Instagram. Oh, but oh yeah. Why yeah. would you? And it had something to do with those like color purple screening. I don't totally know whatever the hell their tie in thing is, but I just don't know why they picked. That one, because I'm sure that they could have put her in any dress from this brand and it would have had the same impact on them. Or no, don't forget, she also wore one of our designs and posted it to the grid and it really didn't move a single fucking (laughs) Not not one unit. 
it might have meant nothing uh yeah i'm looking at these this company's altazura's altazara's instagram page and they do have a lot of cute stuff on there so yeah it all is very dramatic red carpety anyway uh are you excited to see anyway, the color i really purple? hated it what are you excited to see the new color purple movie kind of because um i haven't seen it i like i'm it's based on the musical it's yeah. like the movie version of the musical which i didn't i didn't see so um i'm kind of excited to see it just because i um i haven't seen it yet but i know you know i love the book and i love the movie the color purple so uh i've never read the book i actually saw the musical years ago with fantasia um as Celie, and she was amazing so i'm especially excited to see her performance uh in the same role the movie itself i mean the trailer looks i mean it's like you know big splashy musical looks okay it looks yeah i mean it i mean i think everything looks so cheap like every movie looks really cheap to me now but um i think it looks like a good christmas day movie for sure um except for i think on christmas day we're gonna go see the steve mcqueen holocaust four-hour holocaust documentary instead oh my god merry christmas that's so intense it looks uh, good it does look good I've heard very good things about it. I have so many movies I'm going to catch up on. I'm like, wait, I just, I kind of stopped seeing everything like two weeks ago because it's like my finals time, yeah. but I've still been going to the theater. Oh yeah. We need to get um tickets we to something to while we're tickets. in New York. We'll have to ask. I just for... saw Michael Shannon in uh, Waiting for Godot. Oh, is that good? Yes. I don't, I feel like I don't ever need to see that play again, but I'm sure he's great in that. I'll see literally anything with a famous person in it. Okay. <laughs> I'm seeing some musical tomorrow. I'm seeing. Are you, have you seen Merrily We Were Along yet? With... No, it's supposed to be really good though. I want to see, I think tickets to are too that, expensive. Like, we should try to like um, get rush tickets or something. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, I'll talk to you offline, but we should, yeah, okay. we should see it. We should see a show. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, we don't have have I, I straight up forget that we're recording. <laughs> uh all right my worst was sorry i'm gonna get political again i don't know what is i'm in the what mood okay i'm, in right I'm now. gonna just prepare myself to say Pre nothing so okay remember in october there was that propaganda piece written by de beers diamonds that was like natural diamond diamonds are great like everyone should get diamonds from a mine in africa like yeah you're uh so now yeah that was funny i mean not funny but it was kind of funny when it was it was so weird. So now they're taking an opposite point of view. And I'm just confused because this article that came out this week is called the lab grown diamonds climate activists a DT Meyer loves. And it's just talking well, about because they don't take a stand. Yeah, they don't any... care. They don't care. I just feel bad for this climate activist because like, so she's talking about there. I mean, she, who knows? you know she, i'm sure she's doing a great job but it is weird that like a climate activist has like a brand partnership i i you know we it's 2023 who am i to say what you should and should not do uh but this young woman aditi meyer uh is talking about this specific company lightbox from portland that makes i don't know lab grown diamonds whatever and i think she had like a whole interview that she did with goop but they didn't run it 
and it they 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 have like a few quotes from her at the end of the photo shoot but they don't run an actual interview and i'm thinking it might be because maybe she was like a little too hard on the fashion industry in general or maybe goop specifically i don't know but it was sort of weird that they're like hear what this woman thinks about you know greenwashing and whatever blah 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 and then it's just these like random out of context quotes they probably just like were trying to put together something coherent based off something that went kind of awry that's yeah. what it sounds like to me um, um i mean yeah the diamond industry is super fucked up i do own a blood diamond um so you would like you would feel like if you had a lab grown diamond you would feel like it's not as special as one that actually comes from like the earth not at all i wouldn't i have no preference yeah. okay. i just have what i was given oh oh right right but so, so um it, it's you're not doing a value judgment on whether it's lab grown or natural or whatever no i don't give a shit yeah. i mean i i no that's what it seemed. I mean, I guess some people, I mean, it's probably, maybe it's like, you know, where we were with fur 20 years ago. And it's like fake well, fur. Well, if anyone was... tries to come for me, I'll just be like, it's lab grown and they'll never know. So no. Oh yeah. No, I'm yeah. And you, you got it as a gift. So like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And it was also like, um, I don't know, like, fuck everybody i'm sure you know what i'm just you know Don't what Goop said in october a beautiful gift these I mean, diamond mines they've had so many just innovations cut out when i said fuck everybody i don't mean like the slaves in the diamond mine there cut. are no slaves in the diamond mines according to de beers and goop from october 11th 2023 they're all getting you know 25 dollars an hour there's you know uh beautiful foosball tables in the break room um you know summer fridays are off by two uh we have to cut all of this carbon out. neutral i'm sure it's great um let's move on let's move on <laughs> all right what was your craziest your saddest I didn't like that she went to Australia. I I think Australian people hate Americans with like the most fiery passion of anyone on the You planet. think they spend enough time here? Well, then why they come always you come here so and talk about how much they hate it? They I mean, I don't they like don't like want to murder Americans, I think, but they just like blow the American culture. They think we're all so stupid. They mm. think we're disgusting, grotesque. Our food is wretched. They cannot stand our coffee. They literally hate everything about us. I just, I I mean, I'm not saying obviously all Australians or all anybody. We're the same. We're just as annoying. We're both it's, these settler colonial countries that are really yes, with people that are obnoxious. They do the not see themselves that way. They only see us that way. It's like a narcissism, narcissism of small differences situation. And I like would never even though australia looks like a beautiful country and i'm sure it's very nice i would never subject myself to going to australia and being mocked and ridiculed for being an american i i have a great place by my house called hutch and waldo i went there today i got a breakfast burrito they make delicious coffee australian you could go to like any number of like 
I don't know, like hat stores in Venice at Abbott Kinney and experience Australia there, but I'm not going to Australia. And I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow gets to waltz in with all of her privilege <laughs> and no one is talking shit to her because she just like literally doesn't give a fuck. Well, I would be mocked and ridiculed mercilessly for my accent because I would be like, you know, I wouldn't be good at geography. I wouldn't know enough about world history. And um, they would just be mean to me. So I'm not going. I'm that is it. I mean, Australia is not really at the top of my list either, just because of like the amount of hours you spend on the plane for, like it you does, said. Yeah. I mean, I'll go to like somewhere really, you know, Asia or like somewhere where culture is very different. I'm I'm sure Australia is beautiful and the food is great and it looks gorgeous. And I'm sure a lot of the people are lovely, but like for, you know, you know, over 20 hour flight, that's probably not for Australia. Australia, It's like you go and you're like basically in San Diego. I know that's like the Gold Coast. It's just like influencers and the beach. And it's like I can drive 45 minutes and go to the beach. You can see the beach in L.A. I don't know. It's like I don't get it, but whatever. Maybe, you know. We're missing something. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure we are. Are gonna come and be mean to us. The, I do the, like the coffee culture is so big in Melbourne. Everyone loves a flat white. I get it. I get it. But I've also been to like Vienna. I don't know. They kind of have a good coffee culture there too, right? Yeah, or like if you want to go somewhere where Americans are mocked, at least go to Paris and like exactly. You know I mean? Like at least go to a place where you deserve it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be mocked. Like, I'll be mocked by someone from Paris. I'll be mocked by a European, but not by an Australian. Because Australia, I'm sorry, Australians and Americans are literally the, the same. same We're the same. Yeah. All they right. got like, they got like socialized healthcare at some point, not that long ago. And now oh, and they, like, and they, they banned assault weapons after they had one mass they shooting assault and they, uh, banned assault weapons. I would well, be a little smug, I guess, too. You would be, but I wouldn't be because <laughs> I'm I'm a true like humanist. Sure, sure. Um America's never gonna do either of those things. Everybody just get over it. Just accept it and move on. Yeah. Not until you know everyone last one of us is dead in a ditch. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter how many people die. They're never gonna do it. Just try to try to move to a place that doesn't have guns in America. Yeah, or just like Buy a bulletproof vest, I guess. Or flee. Or flee. Those are your choices. Or just lean into it and become like, and start like a deranged militia in the woods. I mean, that's always an option for you. Uh, that's actually a really good piece of advice. Uh, my my saddest is again related to Goop Kitchen. They, well, first of all, I mean, we have to like shout out they unfortunately did not make the new um la times 101 list of the best 101 restaurants in la unfortunately uh another year i mean maybe next year better luck better luck next time but the really sad thing is what would you say like pumpkin season is as far as food goes it's It's definitely past yeah i would say like I mean, Starbucks has pushed it earlier and earlier, but it's like basically like after Labor Day, I would say like between like September through Thanksgiving. I agree. What on earth has caused Goop Kitchen to send an email out literally today, December 14th, that says 
pumpkin spice and everything nice. <laughs> Meet the newest they addition are... to the Goop Wait, Kitchen. Wait, yours dessert. says that? Yeah. Mine doesn't say that. It doesn't? Uh, the email doesn't oh, say that? Oh, you know what? It does. I had to click the thing where it was like, show images. Oh, yeah. Because the, the, e the subject of the email is just, have you tried our new pumpkin bread? Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking about the, the actual <laughs> title of the article in the email. Pumpkin spice and everything nice. Yeah. Uh, if you're sending out an email on December 14th to try our brand new pumpkin and maple bread, you failed as a company. Sorry. It's over. We are on to gingerbread. We are on to peppermint. I, sometimes I wonder, like, who, what is going on with this company? You know what I mean? Like, how are they even keeping any of this shit together? It is, I mean, the amount of money that they make and, like, how, I guess, successful they seem. It is crazy that certain things like this, like, introducing a pumpkin bread in the middle of December. At, like, how many people are, work, like, how, what, how many recipe developers are there at Goop Kitchen? We know there's that one lady and there's that one gay guy. They must have a team I'm working sure for them. They're both have been fired at this point. I'm sure. But like, what is going on? Like, how like you're anyone who's in this industry knows, I mean, not that I am in this, but like you're developing recipes months in advance. If you want to make a pumpkin bread for the fall, February, March, you're sitting down, you're starting work. And then Labor Day, you know, the days are getting shorter. No one's wearing white linen pants anymore or whatever. Middle of September, maybe you're like, you're blasting out that email. So people actually will have, you know, a chance to try pumpkin during the Here's time of year where they want pumpkin. A quick counter just to play devil's advocate. Okay. It is still technically fall. Yes, we have eight days left of fall. And in Los Angeles, there aren't, it doesn't like feel like cold winter time. No, true. Absolutely true. It feels more like fall. Yes. And it feels like fall at Christmas. And it feels like fall until like January. So maybe they were like, it's basically still fall for us because that's what it feels like. I think you're giving them far too much credit. Yeah. Especially because like, I'm sure that weather wise it is fall, but like Starbucks or like any, I don't know. Everyone is sick of pumpkin at the middle of December. It's just the facts. No matter what the temperature is, everyone is sick of pumpkin in December. I'm sick of it i i'm never not sick of, i don't really care for it i do like the pumpkins i like one pumpkin spice latte a year yeah i like one i this year i actually didn't i got instead i got the arowan pumpkin smoothie which was honestly really good i just and i think pumpkin spice i feel like people are sort of judgmental about it pumpkin spice doesn't taste like pumpkin let's get honest here Pumpkin spice is just like a combination of clove, nutmeg, and cinnamon, which objectively tastes good. Of course. So it's not that there, it's just like 
annoying and it can be in things that are cloyingly sweet and there's like an annoying culture surrounding it but it's a nice flavor for sure you know what i really like is um pumpkin ice cream oh that sounds good and that was like before starbucks before any of this stuff you go to baskin robbins in the fall and they would do just it wasn't called pumpkin spice it was just called pumpkin ice cream you know what was actually so good and i do think it is also australian there's this brand of yogurt called noosa oh yeah and they have a pumpkin spice yogurt which sounds disgusting and it comes out in the fall and i used to get it every year i didn't get it this year that shit is next level good i highly recommend it's like with like very tart creamy but like still kind of sweet um yogurt and then there's like some pumpkin spice shit in there you like mix it together and it's like a really creamy yogurt so it's just like a nice balance i don't know it was that's a good yogurt i have tried noosa before and they are it's really tasty because they've like they've updated the classic fruit on the bottom scenario but with so like, like fruit, fruit on, on the, the side, side. yeah because yeah. <laughs> no one's buying you know dan and or like yo play anymore no. but it's the same shit it's like there's like 17 grams of sugar or whatever oh yeah it's definitely not like a healthy yogurt it's like a dessert yogurt but like once in a while it's really good yeah yeah okie doke um, okay what would you try Okay, so for the thing I would try, I didn't really know what to pick because I have been sort of out of the loop, but I think at the end of the day, I want to go to like some sort of rooftop premiere party for the color purple. (laughs) and like everybody wear a fun outfit and go to it obviously that probably will not happen but that was my closest thing to something that i would try that came up for me this week that does sound fun thank you i mean you know we're in the thick of award season so you never know what invites are going to come in the mail well that one is not coming for me but that doesn't mean (laughs) i won't you know see it you could try to crash a an industry event yeah, I did. I do want to crash an industry event. I went to see a pre-screening last night of uh, the Iron Claw, the wrestling movie with Zac Efron and company. What is that? It's uh, the guy that wrote and directed Martha Marcy May Marlene. Um, oh wow! And it's uh, I haven't thought a- about that movie in like a long time. Yeah, he did that, and then he did The Nest uh, with Jude Law and Carrie Coon, and then this one is, it's based on a true story about these wrestling brothers from the 80s that all this tragic shit happens to. It was it was actually really Oh, yeah, movie. that movie. I don't want to see that movie. Uh, I sad. hate the guy from The Bear. Oh, really? He gets on my last, I hate The Bear, I hate The Bear guy. I, I know, you it. really don't like The Bear. I like that show. I like him. He's cute. He's like so little. He's like this little tiny body. He's, uh, he just, I don't know. He's, he's like, I feel like 
He's not a real person. To quote that crazy woman who was screaming on the airplane. Oh, you think he's like um, a lizard person or like He's AI? like not a real person. Like there's something about him. He's like so fake. You you know, you have really good instincts about this. I now I believe that you're right. And, and not that he's literally not a real person, but I think we're going to get some allegedly, allegedly, just a guess, dirt. It's going to be some sort of scandal with him in the next couple of I years. just feel like I don't know exactly how to phrase it because, I mean, everyone is sort of a phony who's like building some sort of identity. But to me, he just seems like I, a poser. And I mm-hmm. don't really I can't really put my finger on it. But I just like I don't think that he's coming with any type of like taste or instincts or anything like that. I think that he just sort of like realized people liked a certain shtick about him and he's trying to capitalize on that but I don't think that he has I just I don't know that's it's a total gut feeling and I could be totally wrong I see that yeah he does look very good in little um wrestling singlets I'll say anybody would like any in shape guy is gonna look good <laughs> that's true <laughs> zach efron he's very good in the movie he looks grotesque his body is deformed at this point with wait what do you mean the amount of whatever he's doing to it uh human growth hormone steroids i mean he doesn't look he looks inhuman i'm obsessed i'm psychosexually obsessed with jack efron Jack. I mean, what's his name? Zach. <laughs> I mean, I, he's, you still see a very handsome face in there, but his body is so over. But is that the point? Like, isn't it like a, but you see the real guy and he wasn't, he didn't look like that. Like he looked like a regular eighties wrestler. Like no one in the eighties looked like that. So I think he's doing it for his own. I mean, I don't want to diagnose him, but I think he has serious, serious, uh, orthorexia and eating disorders. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Off topic. Um, what I would try, you know what? They're fucking republishing these stupid holiday menus from three years ago. But because I am from the Bay Area and there was a Chipino recipe, which is, you know, the classic San Francisco Italian seafood stew. And it just sort of brought me back to the time a few years ago when Goop actually like developed recipes. And I was like, oh, Goop, like the the editors of Goop actually made a chipino somewhere in some test kitchen somewhere in santa monica a chipino was made and they published a recipe and it uh gave me some nostalgia for for three years ago so that's what i would do is a goop chipino uh simplified with only 25 ingredients and only three types of seafood and fresh fish stock so it's a simple weeknight recipe according to them which will only take four to six hours they're insane. I'm They're so off. crazy. Um, okay. My thing I would buy, yeah. of course, in classic goop fashion, just as they sent out a um they sent out a pumpkin loaf offering on with eight days left of fall today on their websites, um, for the host gift guide. 
the front page is a giant beautiful menorah on tonight the eighth night of hanukkah Hanukkah, and it does say all orders will get here by christmas eve so you can rest assured that you will get your menorah by christmas Mm -hmm. eve but this is a gorgeous menorah and in fairness to them when you actually click on it First of all, I will I will say I don't actually think a menorah is like that good of a hostess gift guide. I mean, that's the kind of thing. That it is sort of like personal, right? It's kind of like giving someone like wall art or something. You know, people yeah. can sort of get their own. Yeah. But in but again, they also do have you know the fifteen thousand dollar twenty four karat carat gold um, vibrator on the hostess gift guide. So you can't. I mean, take all of this, I guess, with a grain of salt um you give them a vibrator but then definitely like give them the daily mail article so they practice good uh hygiene and yeah like don't shove this in your butt um and if you go oh my god brian when you click on the actual gift guide the menorah is gone wow it's an hanukkah anti-miracle anti-miracle it's um it's it's leftist anti-zionist propaganda i yeah wait a second where's the menorah i mean if you're you're going online and buying a menorah to die you have you have bigger issues in your life yeah but maybe you want to get one on sale for next year but for next year it's gone wow it's gone so that out. is shocking. Shocking. You have to buy, mm-hmm. you have to just find a, a Chabad girl who <laughs> gives you a Find a Chabad one. girl and you can get one for free. Oh, here's another, here's a menorah that is very pretty. It is $1,250. That sounds reasonable to me. That's like a month's rent for me. One just one month's rent for a yeah. lifetime of light and celebration. <laughs> um, uh, like Jacob Maccabee once said, um, there's enough oil for eight days. Is that what he said? <laughs> there's enough oil for eight days, but there is not enough money for one menorah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had to get mine from the Habad girl, but you could this i do think that this is like a cool menorah i do think it's really cool and like it's very like it gives like 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 me like you like gwyneth representation for half jews everywhere Mm. that the light that they're like order your menorah now and get it by christmas eve is like such a it's just such a half jewish thing to say and it feels very authentic (laughs) to gwyneth's experience i mean it, it's like an all Christian thing to say, <laughs> or like Gentile, I guess I should yeah. say. Um, look, I don't know, but I do have two menorahs now. Both were free. One from my mother, one from the Chabad girl. I feel like that's like basically as Jewish as you can get, and I will just keep it at that. I always say I'm going to get a menorah, and then I never do. I've never owned a menorah. See, you should just get it now and then you'll have I it. I, yeah, I should. I should. You know, $1,200 is, to me, it's like nothing. It's like loose change I get in between the couch cushions. Well, you you don't have to get one for You could also get one for $10 on Amazon or a free one from a Chabad person. 
I, you don't run into Chabad people so much. No, it's true. Except you know what? There was some Chabad. It was a, a man and a child. They both, the well, the grown man had a yarmulke on and he was putting some sort of propaganda on my block, like things under the doors. Mm-hmm. And I, it was, he just had parked in my driveway and I didn't realize he was with his kid. And I sort of, I didn't snap. I just, I said, I, cause he, I was like, can you move? You know, that type of thing. And then mm-hmm. I realized what he was doing. And I, I, he was, he was very nice and he moved out of the way. And I wish if he's listening right now, I wish I would have just said happy Hanukkah, but I didn't, I just rolled my eyes and drove away. Well, and that was like two weeks ago. Well, it wasn't Hanukkah yet. It wasn't Hanukkah, but it was about to be Hanukkah. And he was with his kid and he probably drove all the way from Hancock Park or something. Yeah, because there's no Jews in Glendale. Mm, few. Maybe there are. I don't know. Who I knows? always have to live in like the most Jewish place in the world. Uh, yeah. Sherman Oaks was as was very Jewish yeah, yeah. and the Upper East Side is... Ooh. Boy, is it. All right, quickly. I'm just going to classic that they did, you know, their week, their monthly roundup of, you know, desert island beauty buys, things I can't live without, blah, blah, blah. They do it all the time, constantly. But we have Gwyneth, founder and CEO, really shilling for the youth youth boost peptide serum this month. And after looking at that picture of myself on Thanksgiving, oily face in the kitchen holding a turkey smiling and looking like i don't know awkward nathan fielder i just i looked like a mess. nathan fielder is like the hottest person in the world I don't, uh, well i looked like a serial killer in this picture i don't know okay. it was a traumatic photo i i think i need i cannot mess around with the good clean goop target stuff i i i think you have, I have to give the big bucks yeah it's not gonna happen this month. It's not gonna happen next month because yeah. my budget has been blown on Christmas presents. I've done a couple afterpays. I've done this. I've done that. But come maybe let's say February, March, when I get my budget under control, I might. I might have. Because I, I feel like we haven't given enough space to the Youth Boost Peptide Serum on this podcast, and I feel like it might be a hidden gem that we need to. That's a good point. That is a good get point. on top of. I think you're right. Uh, and if Gwyneth herself, this is out of everything she's selling, this is what she's she's centering for the holidays. Uh, I think we should heed her words. I'll heed whatever she has to, whatever she asks me to. Yeah. From Melbourne to Jeddah to New York City. Yeah, World I guess traveler. I won't heed all of it, but I would go. Yeah, the only place that she's been in the last month that I would also go to is New York and I guess LA. But I'm not. I'm not going to Aust- Australia and Saudi Arabia. Jesus Christ, what a month she's had. The carbon footprint on that woman. I mean, oh whatever. Um, I mean, who cares? Um, okay, I've said enough. Uh, all right. It's um it's time to leave you all and wish you a good week. And we'll be back next week, right? Before the holidays. I, I think I'm not leaving. I think I'm not leaving until the weekend. So yeah. I'm not all leaving right. at all. I'm staying, but 
And I'm moving in. <laughs> and Brian's moving in. Brian's coming to stay. Um, okay. Thank you for listening. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Don't be mad at me. I love you. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.